we'll feel like a failure if we don't right. achieve things in those areas. Oh, that's quite an irony. Yeah. But if we have an idea of what success really is to us, we have those to kind of hold on to and say, I have succeeded here, even if I haven't succeeded over here. Hello, all my fabulously successful creatives out there. Thank you for joining me on the Sage Arts Podcast. This is Sage. And for today's episode, I'm not going to be alone. I have, well, I had, I should say, I had Brett and Ember in the room with me, as you will hear in just a moment. But as often is the case, I do the introduction last so I can add in any news or notices that might be of interest at the last moment. But uh, yeah, this is so last moment because I am like so late (laughs) getting this one out. And I apologize. I was laid out with I don't even know what. It was very, very strange. It was probably some kind of digestive system bug flu. I was nauseous. Nothing ever happened from that. But I was so achy and I was so stiff I couldn't move. And then it's been several days of recovering from that. So being able to sit down and edit a podcast was literally impossible, which is weird for me because I will, I am the worst sick person in the world. I will not sit down and just lay and take care of myself and rest. I always have to do something, but I did nothing. I couldn't even watch TV. I just put on a audiobook and listened to that the entire time. That's all I could do. So yeah, this uh, one woman production got a little behind. <laughs> so because this is running late and I don't want to put this off any longer than necessary, This is going to be a really short introduction. Usually I give you some information about how to contact me. So all I'm going to say is go to the sagearts.com or the description section or show notes section from whatever you're listening to this podcast in to find out how to contact me, reach me, tell me your stories, all that kind of stuff. And if you want to support PayPal or buy me a coffee, buttons are available at the sagearts.com homepage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All this can also be heard at the end of the podcast, which I say for those people who kind of buzz through the beginning. So no further preamble. We're going to jump into the conversation that Brett and I had about the ideas of success. And if you did want to have some questions in your mind as you listen to our conversation, the real one question you need is what is your definition of success? Or even is success the idea of some kind of success important to me in my creative endeavors? So have those in mind as we get into this conversation with Brett and I. So yeah, I have Brett with me today. I haven't even thought about my intro. You haven't thought about what? My intro. Oh, okay. This could be the intro. I think this is a really solid intro so far. <laughs> How do you guys like it out there? You guys like this? I... We've had a long week and we're both <laughs> a little tired, but we're like on the 11th hour of time to squeeze this in for when I scheduled us to have a podcast record. But yeah, Brett hasn't been on for a while. Hi, Brett. Yeah. Hi. How's hi. it going? How have you been? Terrible. Mostly. Terrible? No, I'm... no, it can't be terrible. Um, I've been good. Been busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. Ember's here today, too. Ember, how are you doing? She's like, this bed needs uh, something. No, 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 it's good. All right, well, Ember's good. Mm-hmm. Brett's good. I'm doing okay. No, I'm good. It's just, <laughs> we've had just a really busy few weeks, mm-hmm. and, you know, holidays are always like this. Well, when, for... it's, when it's busy, it's it's hard to slow down and sort of, you know, right? check There's in like with ourselves. Right, like this kind of inertia. <laughs> And ah. just do, 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 if you keep making that list so long, 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 it, it just doesn't ever end. Not you, but I, I, was, I was just about to say yeah. he's talking about yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I have a literal to-do list on my phone. It's, it's never ending. It's like the infinity mirror and that just keeps going. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's really long. But he's like, yeah. And I show him. He's like, oh, yeah. that's really long. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's crazy. But you do do so many important things. And, you know, yeah. it's all it all works, but there needs to be the time 
made too for the uh, non-list time. The, the non-list time, I know. Yeah, I just coined that. Yeah, no, that's good. Go we, we had some non-list time this past weekend. <laughs> we so. did. In any case, we are here. We're managing to get together and talk to you all about something that we've been discussing on and off for a little while because as we kind of change up what we're doing for ourselves as artists individually, like myself, I've been trying to get back into painting and Brett is looking at, you know, eventually someday may or may not be working in the animation industry and what he's going to be doing for himself personally. But the subject matter that really kind of I don't know, coalesced out of that was success. How do you measure success? Do you need to measure success? What does that mean? Why does it, you know, why is it important? What does it mean to different people? And I think a lot of artists, especially maybe newer artists, maybe, I, I think, I, I know it was my myself as an artist coming out of art school, there's an idea about what do I do with what I've learned and I've got to go talk to the gallery people and I've got to like make X amount of pieces and I've got to be able to show them and I've got to, you know, whatever. And then, of course, I didn't do any of that, but <laughs> uh, not immediately, because it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I needed. And so I think the idea of understanding what your version of success is or should be, and it's going to change throughout your life, should be something that's kind of consciously decided for you to be able to make goals. I think, you know, a lot of people think that success can only be measured by like sales monetarily, right? By the money made, or at least the recognition of one's work. Of course, these are fair measures of success, but I think only under certain conditions are they important or, or should they apply. Because the thing is, someone could make a lot of money or get a lot of recognition and still not be successful in a way they need it to be for themselves, to, not, to feel successful in what they're doing, to be happy in what they're doing. And I think it's really important to know what success means to you for yourself and your artwork or maybe more specifically what it needs to mean in order for you to get what you need and desire out of your creative work. Hmm. Am I making sense so far? Yeah, I Does think that so. Right? It's, that's intricate, but that's good. I, <laughs> that's, I think, the, that's the way I roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I would add to it that success can mean opposite things at the same time to me. Like, yeah. I, I know that's confusing, but... It may mean one thing to me one day and another thing to me another day, you know, because it's very mutable. It's and, not like, so when I make a decision, I try to prioritize which version of success matters more to me. Right. And when I'm more externally oriented, uh, I feel like I, you know. Externally, towards, like the validation, like the validation or things that come to you externally. Okay. That drives me in a certain way and yeah. I can produce, you know, the deadlines create more of a an urgent situation, you know, so it yeah, pulls it right? out of us more, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then so there's that work. kind of, and then the, the personal yeah. work is coming from a, a different place because there's no external, immediate external validation available. Right. It's like a, you reach for it, but it's not there. It's just you maybe post it on an Instagram page right. or you show a friend, which is nice version of it. And that leads me to thinking, okay, well, my version of success is really appreciating just the process. Success to right. me is just doing it because I love to do it and not concerning myself with the outcome. But that's a hard thing to achieve, I think, in some ways, because it's hard to to not want it to be a really uh, good expression of your moment, mm -hmm. sure. like a pure expression of your right. moment, pure, little idealistic. But I want to get out of my own way to do good work. Right. You know? I think we all would like outside validation. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> but 
Because I can't imagine anyone going, no, nobody look at my work and nobody tell yeah. me it's good. Yeah. <laughs> nobody tell me you like it. You know, it's it's connected to the, the sort of survival instinct we have to, right. to belong, to be included, to be to acknowledged. Be as a role, like we right. all need, like with the dog pack, they all have a, don't they all have like a role they play? Oh, yeah, in the, depending on, yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing here. It's like, we all like, okay, I'm an artist. Am I achieving that for the, for the Do group? we have value for the pack? Yeah. Are, are we a So we don't get destroyed. I mean, I think on some kind of like <laughs> so really left behind real base or, level. Yeah. Yeah. Left behind. Don't get or to eat or, yeah. So yeah. there's a, a, a strong sort of survivalist drive yeah. to that version of success. So I have that in me That's for sure. Deep in us, yeah. And then I have the other version, which is more, I just did a thing and I wasn't judging it as I did it. And I ignored, and we were talking about, we tuned out all the external sort of voices and yeah. things that influenced me, critical or pleasing a fan or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Placing value on those things instantly takes me out of the experience. Yeah. Can which have a very big downside. It's like the yeah. iceberg. So what I've been thinking about is disciplining, doing like meditations to discipline myself, to almost see it as a skill to redirect my mind when those negative voices come in and they have no place in the creative process. That is how I would try to define my version of the success that I prioritize because I don't want to say it's just one kind of success because yeah. I just don't think that's true. Uh, yeah. I think there's more that's to it. That's an interesting way to, to, to look at it. Yeah. Ember, Ember seems very excited about yeah. this. She, she got up she's, and was like, what? She's getting up and turning around. <laughs> or she's just unsettled by and it. And that's her version of success for this moment, right? My success is finding a comfortable spot yeah, on this bed. so my joints don't hurt. <laughs> Are you good? You good? Oh, there's a, there's a tail wag. All right. So kind of the first thing I really wanted to talk about was the question of whether success even needs to be a focus. Like the whole idea of like, what is my success? What is my version of success? What do I need for success? Is that something that needs to be part of the structure of one's creative life, whether it's validation from an outside source or from people close to you or just for yourself? Is that a necessary thing, do you think, to have in your consciousness? Like, should, should no, we have that word in there? That's Yeah, it kind of makes me feel like no, really, because... The version of success is when I'm not thinking about anything being a success right. in the moment. It's it's just doing there you something. Go. I think for some people, yes. I'm thinking for people who are very goal-oriented, who want to see milestones reached and, and want to have something to show for what they're doing. I think for some people that's important. And then for other people, maybe not so much. And then also you brought up an interesting point as you started into this that depends on what kind of work you're doing. If it's your career mm -hmm. in the animation studios, and that's one type of thing that you'll measure success by, like, can I pay my bills, <laughs> mm -hmm. for instance, or yeah. do I get into the position I want or do I get on the show that I want? And then there's your personal work, which is a very different approach and a very different feel for you in terms of what you need out of it. So we could say some people need a certain type of success or need to be able to define success. But then we can also say that each person, depending on what they're doing, because I don't know many artists that only do one thing. Like they have different types yeah, of creative always. things that they do, depending on what you're doing, who you are, what point you are in your life or career or whatever it is that you're trying to measure, that it's going to be different, right? And whether success is something you want to even focus on, that might even be a question. Do I want this word to be in my mind, in my consciousness? I guess everyone's got to look at how we were taught success when we were kids. That's true. I mean, you know, what did our parents say to yeah. us? What did our grandparents say to us? You know, and 
those messages are just there. Yeah. When we get older, we think it's us, but it's not us. Those of us who went to art school or made a very kind of formal change to become an artist, like, did you get that when you were young? Like, well, how are you going to make a living? Because <laughs> well, we both went to art school, like straight out of high school. You know, you know my dad asked this question, how are you going to uh, make a living? living? Your dad was very different than my dad in that way. My dad's very, you know, of course, val- you know, values yeah. that idea to deliver to the child, you know, like in a big yeah. way. But uh, he didn't make me, uh, he didn't give me that message or my mom didn't either. That's great. That is great. I think that's really lucky. The other messages maybe I got that weren't so good <laughs> that I still have to work through. Yeah, we all but, get those, um, right? <laughs> but this, that particular one wasn't like the hands on the hip, well, how are you going to make a living at it? Yeah. It was just like, oh, he wants to do that. And there actually weren't a lot of jobs in animation available at the time. At the time. This is a so, while ago. So My father was a professor in yeah, very, economics. Very pragmatic and very knew the way of the world that way. Yeah. yeah. So he definitely asked the question. He didn't discourage us. That was one thing because... His first two kids went to art school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he did ask the question, how are you going to make a living at it? But at the same time, he didn't say, you can't do that. But being pragmatic, we got a lot of that message of what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? And what is your version of success? My dad did measure and was very adamant about whether we were successful, whether we got the good grades and that kind of thing. And those are, that's not a bad message, but you can put so much emphasis on it that the, to the exclusion the, of other things. To the exclusion of yeah. your your voice or your uh, experience of life. Yeah. Like we're taught to disregard our experience, our subjective experience, and pay attention to survival, you know, how are you going to make money? And those yeah. are important Check things. Those boxes, but when you yeah. do so much of that and not any of the other or even acknowledge the other exists, that's not good. Well, because then as an artist, you're especially. Yeah. I mean, as far as creative things, I mean, I suppose another industries, that's great. That's fantastic. You really need that. You can really, you know, go places with with like, you know, if you're in sales, for instance, or management or any kind of business or politics or whatever, there's certain things of like leveling up that you're constantly doing. And not that you don't level up in creative work either, but our focus, our mental being, our mental, I don't know, zone needs to allow us to reach into the subconsciousness, into our creativity, into our child side and, and all that. So it can probably pull away from that if it's way too focused on that kind of thing. So, And then there's just the idea that whether you want to call it success or not, I think it's important to recognize that just creating art because you enjoy the process or the outcome is something that has value in and of itself. And that is actually probably going to be, for some people, a way of measuring success. But you could not have success be a word as part of your creative life's construct. I mean, you can, but you just... Maybe ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's always that. Because it's, it's, you know, it crosses our minds. But, but yeah. go ahead. Sorry. But all I'm saying is that if you want to look at it as like, I am just going to create art because I enjoy it. I enjoy the process. I enjoy what I make. And that's it. That's all I want to think about and not think about the word success. I think you could do that. Yeah. But for the rest of us <laughs> who want to define some kind of success, and I think it's helpful to have a definition of success and what you need out of your creative work in order that you aren't as disappointed when things don't happen, when you have expectations of things happening and they don't happen, Mm -hmm. that you can look at, well, what is your definition? What is it that you need out of it? And knowing that consciously can really help get through some of those harder times when we're trying to get into shows or we're trying to get representation, we're trying to sell things, or we're just trying to create uh, from a unique place, from our, you know, find our own voice. And if we're having a rough time with that, then maybe 
we'll feel like a failure if we don't right. achieve things in those areas. Oh, that's quite an irony. Yeah. But if we have an idea of what success really is to us, and it's sometimes going to be multiple things, that we have those to kind of hold on to and say, I have succeeded here, even if I haven't succeeded over here. I think it's good to consciously have an understanding of of yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. So I went through online and read articles about artists talking about their success and being interviewed about what success is for them and break down some of the different ways that people measure success for themselves as, as artists. So jump in on any of these, Brett, as I, as I list them off. Of course, one of the, the number one ones, number one ones <laughs> is money. Sales, employment, getting into the art shows where you can sell your work, that kind of thing. So a lot of people say, if I can, if I can successfully sell my art mm-hmm. on a regular basis, then I'm a success. And of course, people think outwardly, people well, will see you as a success if you're selling, right? And yeah, do you value that? I mean, it's natural to value Most that. Most of us need to value that a little I mean, bit so we can keep well, working. It's, it's natural, <laughs> but it shouldn't be the priority, right, you know, right. unless you're trying to make a living at it. And then in a way, it, it, it changes the art. But, but yeah, but then is that success as an artist or success as, as a worker or oh, success yeah. as a business? From the business aspect, you want to make the money so that you have a business that can continue yeah. and grow yeah. and that you can that means, pay for yeah. all your back end costs, for your materials, for your time, for the booth costs, if you're going to shows, all that So that stuff. can easily change the creative you know, experience, you know, when you sit and you try to, you got to tune out all that stuff to do something of worth. And that's ironic because- all those voices of the influences, the people we want to please or whatever hoops for the shows wanted, you want to get for in the shows, shows want to sell hard, this work. You know, you got to distinguish like and acknowledge that that is going to be a influence, of, an influence, a drive. Mm-hmm. But then the skill of putting it aside and just saying, "I'm just doing this." It's almost like changing, I don't know, gears or atmospheres or something. You know, it's, it, I think it's like shifting positions. Like when I am just creating, I'm just going to be an artist. I'm not going to be yeah. a selling artist. Yeah. I'm not going to be a successful it, artist. It's, I'm just, not gonna, it's so I'm freeing. I'm just making stuff. It's just so freeing. Yeah. Think when we were kids, we were sitting there thinking, I want to be a... Well, maybe some of us were. I mean, <laughs> I, I drew... I, of course, I wanted people to see... There's that excitement of what... You wanted to do the cartoons uh, like you the, saw on TV. Yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. when you work, if you can be an artist when you work, and you can be yeah. a business person I, when you sell, yeah. and can you... Do both. Separate yeah. those two. You, ha- you kind of have to. Otherwise, you... You can see it in the work if it's business oriented. You can just kind of see well, the influence. Well, then it's not a matter of have to. It's a matter of choosing that that's how you want to do it. Because you don't have to, but you would you sacrifice some of your own authentic voice potentially in yeah. your work or maybe even your enjoyment of it because it becomes more of a, a task and more of a job than it is. Well, if you're doing things that you're not feeling, then yeah, yeah I think the priority should be, is this a joy to make? Is this something that... And not everything you do is going to be a joy to make for no, whatever reason. No. But I usually find that I have to free myself up a lot before drawing, you know, just freely. Because I do, you know, structured drawing a lot, yeah, you know. For work, For yeah. work and whatnot. And, yeah. and I love it all. It's like an endless quest of bringing my personal voice to it. But to, using, to the studio but work using, and to And then using techniques, work. yeah, that yeah. things that fine-tune and sculpt something to make it a better version of what comes from me. And fulfilling. And fulfilling for you. I mean, I think that's what you're after, right? Yeah. That this is fulfilling for me, whether it's for the studio or whether it's for me personally. But Yeah, fulfilling for me in the moment. Uh, and you hope that's valued. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I guess that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about value, like what's valuable to you. Versus what's valuable to somebody else, or like for you, what's valuable to your to your boss? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and what you yeah. do. 
But if you have a business and you're selling artwork and you bring that kind of business mind into the studio, mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's going to be hard to separate it. And if your priority is selling because you're putting food on the table and you're paying your bills and you're raising your kids, then you might have to set aside, you know, I need to just be an artist when I'm in the studio. I think it's a synergy between those two. The It's a crazy- Ideally, I, yeah. right? But ideal isn't always possible. Well, I don't know if it's impossible to to be conscious of the pressure of achieving something so you can put food on the table and feed your kids and also the importance of- being unencumbered by any of those yeah. those thoughts. Yeah. Because there's an irony to that because to let go and not think about those thoughts is the very thing you need to do to create the thing that will be what the world will see as a success. Well, you well no, I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, I think I, and you and I actually agree on this completely, that if you can allow yourself to just let go of all that stuff and just let your child side come through, that you will have better work. Now, we both believe that. I don't think it's necessary is what I'm kind of oh, getting at. I see what you're like, saying. Well, like you can decide that you will sacrifice some of your authentic voice in order to feel more secure in your sales, for instance. Feel like I'm going to follow more trends. I'm going to think about what people want to buy and I'm going to make those things. Gross. <laughs> hey, man, when I was a working artist, I did that. I made a lot of stuff I didn't love, but I knew would sell. I would make just enough of those. I knew I would sell out on these certain things I would make. But you make them because you know that will pay for your booth and for your travel and for your lodging and whatever else while you're you know, traveling to show. And so you're like, okay, I'll sell these gimmicky things that I know people will love because I know that'll cover my costs. And then I would make other stuff. You know, I would make stuff I knew would sell, but I still was kind of me and I enjoyed I it. And then I would always have a few pieces that were kind of out there. Or just the things that I liked to do. Then it was just something I was trying and something new. And I did find that those things that I always felt was a little out there. And every single time I was like, I don't know if I'm going to sell these. And every single time I would sell them. Mm. I definitely believe in you put just yourself into your work and do just what you want and do the things that make you happy and that you like, that you will have work that will sell. Now, you got to have the right market. You have to be at the right place. Like you could do that, but go to... You know, if you make like, I don't know, fairy stuff, but then you go to the Smithsonian art show, it's really probably not. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, not no. your market. You're probably not going to sell a lot. And yeah, that's just bis- good but business But if you go advice. to Comic-Con, you're, you're going to be, the, this stuff's going to be flying out the doors, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> so there's that. But okay, so yeah, sales is something that we use a lot to measure success. And we believe that other people will be measuring it that way. And I think a lot of people do. And is it, ever, of art. is it ever enough? Is it ever enough? Well, it's never enough. <laughs> Right, more, more. <laughs> and where does it end? Maybe, you know? maybe not. I don't know. It's like you think, what's is there something at the end of the tunnel? They be in, I guess, museums. I guess that's pretty. Oh, you pretty mean cool. like, like, like as far as like, where, what's the end game? In well, success? then that brings up the next one because I have all these all these bullet points. You always you you like read my mind. The <laughs> next one is recognition and awards. For a lot of people, they feel like they can't be successful unless they're getting awards, being first place at a show, being published in magazines, yeah, and all that's that. A, um, sort of being raised on getting trophies for soccer and, oh, and this... baseball and stuff. But yeah, it's like you get an acknowledgement, and that's that symbol of security or survival. You you belong to the pack, and I'm not putting that down. No, that's. It feels it, it really feels good. good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of my awards be... and ribbons and stuff in the studio. Yeah, no, it feels just good. to be like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was a pretty decent artist. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like chapters of your life being commemorated with this 
you know, social construct yeah. sort of yeah. uh, approval, you yeah. know, or acceptance, better word than approval. But for a lot of people, they're not successful until they've reached that. And I kind of wonder, like when we were in art school, it wasn't a huge thing. But I feel like these days there's so much pressure, so much outward pressure from people that I've talked to that were newer that in art school, they're talking about how to get into the various award programs or various big shows or getting into the galleries or getting publication or, you know. They're being very business-minded. Yeah. And there's tons of Emerging Artists Awards that are out there that you can go after. And that way you can put it on your CV and be like, this is what I've done, you know, yeah. just straight out of school and all that stuff, which is fantastic and wonderful. And I feel like there's no reason not to chase that stuff other than if that becomes the end-all be-all is that you're chasing recognition and awards, then you may be losing your voice again mm -hmm. because you're uh, thinking about what these judges yeah, and, and people want. And it goes right down, it, well, potentially, I'm not a therapist, but it seems like, <laughs> you know, those are the things that drive us from our childhood, What we, the things, the messages we get and how they carry over could, yeah, into, exactly. into the belief systems that we have around it. So we've got money, we've got recognition, and I actually put representation and publication separately, but that's recognition. And then you may judge success by just having the time and freedom to do what you want huh. and explore. Yeah. So that would be a certain point in your creative career where you don't have to feel like you have to do what other people are doing. You don't have to follow a trend. You don't feel like you need to figure out what will please the jury at a particular show or how to get into publication by doing something that these publications are looking for now. Because whatever it is that you need to be doing to make the money or get the recognition so you can get the sales and all that stuff, if you can do what you want to do without any of that stuff being part of your consideration, you just do what you want and people will buy it. So that's one aspect to this point of success of having all the time and freedom to do what you want. But it could also be just having a certain life that allows that for you. Finding the priority and the time in your life to do whatever you want to do could be a, a kind of success. Like maybe you can't be a full-time artist. You just don't have the ability financially to do that. So you prioritize art and you end up setting enough time aside for yourself to have that freedom. Some people, that may be a goal in and of itself, is to just have enough time to do the work they want without having to consider how they're going to make the money to pay for their materials or how are they going to afford the time away from work or whatever. So if you can position your life in such a way as to give yourself the freedom and the time, that could be another way of saying I'm successful as an artist. That could be someone's particular definition of it. When I was coaching artists, that was one of the biggest things that I worked on with people was just getting into the studio on a regular basis and getting work done. So finding the time amongst family and children and other jobs, they wanted to, but for some reason, a lot of times, kind of a psychological preset that other things are going to be more important. The laundry was more important. The cleaning the house is more important. Checking in on friends. All these things that are important on a certain level, but you can't do everything. So you have to prioritize. If art is important to you, if your creative life is important to you, then setting that time aside should become a priority. If you manage to figure that out, and my word of the year is balance. If you can balance your, your personal life with your creative life, with your work life, if you have that as well. So just getting into the studio on a regular basis could be a version of success for you. Personal milestones, like mastering a skill 
or completing a larger difficult piece or creating particularly memorable work for family or friends. Like for you, I think maybe right now a milestone would be picking a personal project to do and finishing it to completion. So because you have things that you keep, you know, you've been talking about these various things that you've been working on. Well, it is something I need to contend with. It's something that I'm figuring out. It's something that you want at some point. Something that I think I want. Yeah, Yeah, I have wanted. And this is something to figure out in and of itself is like, you know, knowing what you want. My main focus is to enjoy what I do and not make it something that is like crafted to the point so everyone will be impressed with, you know, this, that, or the other. But when I see value in nice shapes, appealing colors, and that's the pursuit I want to be on, not the, I want to impress people. Yeah. Because I'm used to having an audience with my professional Yeah, it's true. And that makes it a little tricky choosing what to do and feeling motivated to finish the work. But if you did finish something like we've talked about, you're doing doing maybe a children's book or a comic, if you did complete them, that would be success for you to have followed through and and finished something outside of the studio work. It would be a certain success for sure. (laughs) And I've done some, but how far do I need to take it? You know, is really the question before... I deem it a success. Yeah. But as far as like the individual, like, how do I feel like I'm a success as an artist? When you do have personal milestones, like you do have something that you feel a piece is particularly successful, that in itself can be like, I'm successful because I set myself a challenge in my work and I met it. And so I think that in itself can be a success and you can call yourself a success because you're able to do that. And I think some people feel that they're successful as an artist if they're influencing other artists. Oh. <laughs> if they're teaching, if they're seeing other people emulate them or asking them to teach or asking them questions about their how they've done their work. When you see other people looking to you as an artist, it's it's definitely validating in ways that you don't get from just getting into a gallery or whatnot. Other people seeing your work, other artists seeing your work, especially if the arts is so much a part of you to see other artists coming up kind of in your footsteps, I think is, is it's exciting. And uh, mm-hmm. for some people that is going to be a major part of calling themselves a successful artist. I think for a lot of people, just having the chance to show or share their work with others, whether it's through a show or through a gallery or in a coffee shop or uh, having a, a marketplace online, an Etsy shop or whatever, that just being able to share it, getting to that point where they have enough work and enough courage to put it out there can give you a great feeling of success. And then there's also being able to execute one's artwork with a minimal amount of struggle. <laughs> like feeling like your skills have gotten to a point where you can just make whatever comes in your head. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's always going to be struggle. I can't imagine artwork without struggle. And I think if you're making artwork and there isn't a struggle at some point that you're probably missing out on all kinds of opportunities to grow as an artist, right? That's why it's good to learn the skills and then be creative with them. Well, yeah, like people who don't work on their skill set will constantly be struggling if they're not trying to improve. Or they'll call it a style and leave it at that. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a pure expression, you know. Well, yeah, but it but if that's true, if that's all you need and you don't feel like you're struggling at that point, then, then you're maybe you're good. Then you're then you're in a good Makes spot sense. for yourself. Yeah. If you're able to sit down and make what you want to make, like you have images in your head, there's things that you want to create, there's things in the world that you're inspired by, and you want to be able to recreate that in your way in the studio. If the struggle is fairly minimal, 
I think you can call that a success because you have <laughs> raised your skill level and your approach to a point where you can just focus on the creativity. So mm-hmm. I think for some people that could be a version of success. Mm-hmm. And then also having the ability to tune out everything else and just drop into flow. And I think it kind of goes back to the idea of like just being able to sit down and work on the art as an artist and not be thinking about the business and stuff. I don't think about anything. But yeah, to not think about anything. <laughs> All that but stuff. But getting into flow for some people is hard to not be distracted by everything else, to not have constant thoughts about like, oh, I've got the laundry mm-hmm. to do. And mm-hmm. actually, I do have the laundry to do. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the bills to pay or whatever else is going on in one's life. To be able to put those things aside can be really difficult for some people. You can't focus on on the moment. Yeah. So some people might want to count that as success, being able yeah. to just get into flow on a regular basis if it's been something they've struggled with before. So those are all the things that I was reading okay. from all these various artists and stuff, the way they were trying to define success for them. And mm-hmm. most of them were not the successful artists. I don't know if this is just because they already made their money. Most of them were not defining their success by money or recognition. Mm. Almost none of them said that. I think once you have something, it's harder to think of it in those terms. It's like, is that my success anymore? Because then you have to move on to the next thing. If you manage to make money at being an artist or you manage to get recognition. So, for instance, when I was a working artist and I started selling and I made myself a goal, one, to get into this huge art show, the like 80,000 person show. And then I got in there. I was like, great, I got in this show. You know, that's the peak of all of my applications for shows. And then I decided, okay, I want to win best in category. So I was doing mostly jewelry art at the time. So I gave myself a five-year goal. In five years, I want to get best in jewelry. I got it in three years. Crazy. So, But what happened was when I hit that, I was like, okay, there's that goal. Now what do I do? You have to have another goal after that. It's not the end all. And it's a version of success. That's great. But then I got depressed after that because I had... Hit my goal really early. I thought I had years. I was going to be still working on this and struggling. So when I got that, then I was like, okay, what do I do now? You know, where, where, what's my next mountain? Yeah, I see. You so know? you had to kind of discover that. Yeah, and yeah. that's when I ended up doing the magazine. That's cool. Because I was like, okay, what am I going to do next? And I was like, oh, well, I could go to bigger shows. But I was already having a hard time keeping up with what I was doing. Didn't have any help. And my stuff was pretty intricate. Thinking of scaling up was scary for me. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't know if I'm going to run myself ragged. I didn't want to lose my social life. I didn't want to lose my family time. And then I thought, oh, I could do wholesale. But then you're making the same thing over and over again. I've never been good at that, <laughs> at just being a factory. And then I thought, well, what can I do? Well, I write and I've done publishing and I've worked in magazines and I'm doing art and I'm like, Polymer could use a magazine. Yeah, incredible. (laughs) And that's how that happened. So that was my next goal, then to have a successful magazine, which I did for 10 years. And I I feel that that was enough of a success in the various markers for that. And then what was next? So next was, you know, podcasting. (laughs) Your your ability to to recognize what you need to do next or to figure out what you need to do next is really clear in your mind, you know. Well, it's always It was clear that you didn't know what to do and you figured it out. No, but the fact that I wasn't prepared to not know. You know, I'm very goal oriented. Right. (laughs) And reaching a goal is a mode of success. It's kind of an end point with success, right? It's not that I needed to be successful in any way from an outside validation point, but I needed to be doing things that were challenging for me and that were interesting for me and that were intriguing for me and to keep me going and keep me motivated. You know, the reason I got depressed after that one show 
was because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't feel motivated by anything because I'd hit those goals and, you know, I knew what my next potential steps were, but none of them interested me. So in a way, what you're saying, it was kind of a letdown. No, it wasn't a letdown. That's not the word for it. It showed me that success was never a never going to be a one time thing. It was transitory. Yes, I'm going to. I'm never going to reach the peak of the mountain, and that's it. Yeah, that's. that's And who wants to? Like, and and I don't know if it's around that time or similar time frame that I really started thinking about what it meant to be happy. What is happiness? We're all chasing happiness. We're all trying to be happy and content and have all these things we think that will make us feel fulfilled and make our lives wonderful. And (laughs) I realized that happiness was never going to be the thing that I actually wanted. Like we go after happiness, but if you manage to be happy in a very short period of time, you wouldn't. Let me illustrate this a little better than that stupid comment. If you got everything that you wanted, you would be bored. You would have nothing to get up for in the morning. You have nothing to be motivated for. So you get everything that you want you know, like when people win the lottery and they think their life is going to be easy So peasy. happiness is a sense of purpose and a, ha- a sense yes. of pursuit. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And so I started making this statement to people when they would ask me or we would talk about being happy or whatnot. I said, I never want to be happy because if I am just straight up happy or if I'm just straight up content, if, if, if that's all I have, then I am not going to feel fulfilled. I'm not going to feel excited. I'm not going to feel challenged. So... Any of those bigger things where you're like, if I have this, I'm going to be happy. You're not. You'll be happy in the moment. Like I was happy at that show. I felt great at that show. That whole weekend was fantastic. It was a very fulfilling show for me. But afterwards, because after you got down off of that high from being getting that kind of recognition and validation, there wasn't anything else. I was like, okay, now I'm going to go back and just keep doing shows. And I did for like another year. I kept doing shows the same way I was doing it. But I was searching for that next thing. I just need something to motivate me. I need something yeah. to to say I am doing something worthwhile while I'm here, you know. And it's not latching on to one version of success and holding on to it till the end of time for you. Not for me. It is like there was a metaphor that I heard something about a shark, you know, always moving forward and you know, otherwise they die, you know. Oh they, yeah, yeah, they have to know, keep moving. They have to keep yeah, yeah. moving. And that's me. That is you for sure. And I think it's all of us to a degree, but some of us are a little more resistant to constant change. But you can look at all these definitions of success, all these artists who said all these different things. And what it really came down to is that there's very, there's various little markers in our life that make us feel that what we're doing is worthwhile and fulfilling. And it's not usually going to be one thing. It's not going to be just selling your work or just getting into that one big show or just getting this award or just getting published or just being recognized by the people that you want to be recognized by or just being uh, happy in your own little space and doing your own little thing. It's usually a multitude of those things. So we're going to have multiple things that mean success for us, not just because we're constantly changing, but because there are so many aspects to the idea of feeling successful and fulfilled in our own version that I think we need to constantly reevaluate what it is that we're doing. And I think there's a couple steps that we need to take in terms of how we look at success and what we do with our version, you know, how we define it. So I just wanted to kind of outline four things I think are important to do to keep four more things. Just four things. (laughs) I know I have lists, all my lists. Four things to keep in mind 
when you're looking at the role the success plays in your life. And I think for one, you need to define and redefine your version of success on a regular basis because your needs will change throughout your life. The type of work that you're doing will change throughout your life. And those focuses that you have, like I said, like these successful artists are like, they're not focusing anymore on making money or getting into shows. Those aren't their version of success anymore. Where you are in your life, how much time you have, basically what is you need out of your art is going to continue to change. So you want to be open to defining and redefining it on a regular basis. And then secondly, continuously set and reset goals, which is kind of the same thing. So you decide this is what success is to you. Success is selling enough to make it your full-time job. If that's the case, then you need goals, like specific goals, I think. And then you work towards that and you kind of assume that's going to happen on your timeline. And then you're more likely to succeed at something when you have a vision of it happening down the road. Have goals, set them, reset them as you need changes. And then if you reach them or you lose enthusiasm for them, you go back to step one (laughs) and define them and redefine them and then reset your goals again. Mm. You know, so you're full circle. You want those to Maybe always that's a, pro- a cycle or a it, process. Well, it is, and mm-hmm. it is a process. The main thing is you always want something that's motivating you. So if it's not motivating you anymore, because one, you already did it, so it's not there to motivate you anymore, or two, you're just not really excited by those goals anymore. Just redefine them. The main thing is to have something to work towards. So, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then, and we, you've already been saying this, so realize that there's no ultimate final goal as an artist. You follow your passion. It's really a lifelong affair. You don't decide, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to not do art anymore once I've reached the pinnacle of my art career as I see it now. If you are a internally driven artist, especially, you know, if the passion is there regardless, like if you would do this, whether you were paid for it or not, if, if you would do this, if no one ever saw it, you're going to be doing it the rest of your life. Yeah, it's a, it's a way to quench your curiosity and your purpose. Doing the artwork. Doing and, art. Yeah, because yeah, it's that's that and internal curiosity. If it's always there, you're going to just do get it, used to the fact that you're always going to be doing this. Whether <laughs> And that's a success in and of itself, you know. Yeah, so. Whether you do it for money or not. Yeah. You know, either way. Yeah, yeah. So if you realize it is a lifelong affair and that you're constantly going to be changing your goals, then you're, you're, you're open to that ride, man. You're just... You're ready to keep keep going down there. You just have to keep looking for those things that are going to motivate you and, and get you excited about the work. And then, um, and we started, I think, actually, I think this is how we started about talking about this conversation. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about living in the moment. I think one of the things that you need to do is to, when you're working, to live in the moment, enjoy your creativity, get yourself into the flow, explore, discover, like a child would or like a dog would. I I'm so inspired by watching her get excited about whatever. Like she sees a squirrel. It's like the first time she's ever seen a squirrel. Mm-hmm. It's this amazing thing. I got to go. I got to go talk to it. <laughs> I got to go check it out. You uh, know, dogs <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But it's like just to see how excited they are by these things. And the children are like that as well. When they do artwork, they're just like, woo, you know. That's the downfall of being too goal oriented. Because if you're constantly thinking about goals, you're never in the moment. If the goal is the end all be all of what you do, then the, the, yeah. the, it loses, you know, you're not in the moment as, as much potentially. That could be a problem. You're talking about mentally existing in the future. Yeah. Which is a problem because you can't live in the moment if you're thinking about what's going to happen in the future, the future all the time. Or the past. But you, you know. need to think about the future. You know, you need to be pondering, like, what but am I going to be doing a, down the line? Let's say the future is an illusion, right? 
We're not going to get into that philosophical conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the scope it's, of this podcast is not included. It's true. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I crossed the boundary. Quantum physics yeah. or... <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, yes, there, there is... And that's a quandary. Because, All we can be is here now, right? Well, the only thing that we know is what's here and now. You, we can't count on anything else. If you put your faith in the moment more than you put your faith or everything balanced on something that hasn't happened yet, then you're probably going to be happier because you just let yourself be in the moment because that is literally all you know that you have. I think being in the moment isn't necessarily like people are terrified to be in the moment. They want to keep busy and occupy their mind. It's true. I, I believe that is true. I still think that people would be happier if they existed in the moment more often. Yeah, Oh, I don't you disagree do with it. that either. I just didn't want yeah. to make an absolute kind of true. Right. I, I wanted to kind of there's bring nothing more absolute to it. in art. It's so hard for me sometimes to talk about yeah. this stuff without being like, oh, and as an exception, yeah. and well, usually or occasionally or yeah, the, maybe the or... <laughs> truth is is both things a lot of the time. But yeah, with success and its ever changing definitions, if you can live in the moment with your work, I think you will be able to better understand and see what it is that you really need from it, because in the moment. When you're working on the work, what is it you're getting out of it? What is it that you're after? What are you chasing? You know, for a, me, a result or an experience. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people would fall into those categories. Yeah, you know? and for me, it's just my brain just wants to figure it out. I just want to explore it. I am so curious about what's all the come time out, about or, what I can do with this material yeah. and and this idea that I have. Is it possible? You know, so I'm always chasing that what if kind of question in my head. And for other people, it'll be different. But that's my moment. That's mm-hmm. that's the moment I like to live and in. And you'll figure out how to do it, and no you, doubt, because I know you. To my detriment sometimes, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, in any case, I think if you can live in the moment, enjoy your creativity, and you know, just be able to take in what it is that you're doing that you enjoy the most, what is it in the moment that you're actually creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's really, it's really most, important to it's recognize It's the most that. rewarding, I think, the experience of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree, yeah. So that kind of wraps up and rounds out what we were talking about today. Well, it's definitely given me some new perspective on success and reevaluate. Oh, yeah, it's going to re- help me reevaluate some of the, the ways I've been approaching things. Yeah, I think for me too, having this discussion, because we started out as kind of like more of a philosophical discussion about where we were. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and and then when we did the podcast, I feel like it just kind of distills these ideas, at least for me, and hopefully for the people who are listening to to. To be able to stop and think about that, yeah, you know, because we get so busy in our lives that sometimes it's hard to stop and evaluate where yeah. we are and what do we need. Slow down and take a second look and yeah. question some of the, the beliefs and things that drive us. And the things that we do by inertia only, which mm-hmm. I think is sometimes something that I run into. So mm-hmm. I think this is a good subject matter. And hopefully all of you out there have found something in this conversation that speaks to you and that is getting you thinking. And if nothing else, giving you something to kind of stash away for later when you feel like maybe you need to reassess and rejudge. Is rejudge a word? Yeah, I think so. It <laughs> and, is now. And judge <laughs> uh, what it is that you're doing. Unjudge, and what makes you re-judge. happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm all about just being fulfilled. And if that's something that really speaks to you, some points of this conversation make you think of any stories or anything that you'd like to tell me, please do write me. You know, I love to hear from you. You can write me at the sagearts.com website. There's a contact page there. You can also go to Instagram or Facebook under the Sage Arts podcast pages and send me direct messages or put messages in the posts, whatever you want to do. 
And if you would like to help support this podcast and want to give back, you can go to the homepage of the sagearts.com and scroll down a little bit. There is the buy me a coffee and PayPal donation buttons to contribute. And if you want to keep up on when this podcast comes out and get any of the extras that come with some of these episodes, please do sign up for the newsletter, which is on the homepage of thestagearts.com at the news and notices button. And also, if you haven't done so already, hit that follow button on your podcast player or wherever you are listening to this from. So you know when the episode comes out and then it also helps with our search engine uh, list thingies. I don't understand the technology exactly, but you know, it helps. So, (laughs) So it can help that way as well. In the meantime, we have talked long enough, and uh, I think we'll we'll go. Ember, are you ready to go? Ember is ready for for dinner. It looks like, yeah, yeah. So, and Brett, thank you, thank you for joining me again in the podcast. Room. Oh, thanks. That a was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. miss it? Uh huh. I did. You did. Yeah, I, did. I missed it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll get to do it again soon, maybe in yeah. another month or so. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, and all of you out there, thank you for joining us as well. And, you know, get out there, feed that muse, be true to your weirdness, and join us again next time on the Sage Arts Podcast.